I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marty Vinge, and this is Irioki, and I am here today in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, with Summer Winsman. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. So we went on a little adventure today out in Bartlesville, correct? It's is like, it Bartlesville? It's like barn in between Barnsdall okay. and Bartlesville. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we saw the backside of Bartlesville as we were... <laughs> leaving or coming coming, I can't remember, coming in okay so we went to Woolerock today and um for those of you don't, that don't know that is um frank phillips basically prized possession creation you know it's got a museum all of this stuff but we'll get into that later um but uh before we get started talking about the history of Woolerock, that's a mouthful um what have you been up to um i've just been in school um i was like, just within the past couple weeks, I just did, I was in the background of a River Spirit commercial Heck that yeah. should be out, like, in the fall, and then I was also background for Tulsa King, yes. which is the <laughs> Sylvester Stallone show. I love that, that. nobody knows anything about, but it's, there's, they're, like, wrapping next week, and it should be out in November on Paramount Plus, I believe. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch it now. I'm gonna be looking, be like, where's summer? <laughs> I'm at the airport. At the but airport, like okay. Most of, they've shot at the airport, like, mm-hmm. I think every, like, five or six times an episode. Really? So, I'm wearing green leggings and a pink shirt. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. You can find her by what she's wearing. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, um, also, I want to thank everybody that helped to make the launch of the Holloway Hoax a success. Uh, you guys have been buying books left and right, and you have no idea how much I appreciate that. It's been awesome. Um, I'm forever grateful for your support. And even if you don't buy a book, just listening to the podcast means the world to me. So um, without further ado, let's get into it. Um, so first, I want to acknowledge the major sources that we're going to use today. Uh, the majority of the information we're going to be discussing came from an article on Wander Wisdom about the history of Roller Rock written by Eric Standridge and from the history page of the Woolerock Museum's website. So um, if you're wanting to check out more information, you can go Google either of those and you'll get it. Um, so second, I want to talk a little bit about the man that founded Woolerock, Frank Phillips. So um, Frank Phillips, as in Phillips 66, like you guys know him. <laughs> um, Contributed to his... Yeah. His estate. It contributed a little bit to his estate. (laughs) Uh, So he was born near Scotia, Greeley County, Nebraska on November 28, 1873. And according to the history page of Woolrock's website, his birthplace was a primitive log cabin on the sparsely settled frontier where educational opportunities were limited to the traditional one room country schoolhouse. Which reminds me of the little schoolhouse in Moore, which I'm pretty sure is where my grandma went to school. Yeah. A little one-room schoolhouse, like Little House on the Prairie. I've been to Laura Ingalls' like, home. Have you really? And uh, it's in Missouri. Okay. I think it's like Plainsville, Missouri okay. or something. And she was a very tiny woman. Really? Like her cabinets, like, you know how like Julia Child herself was, her stuff was built up? Oh, yeah, yeah, while yeah. Laura's was built 
down because she was like barely five foot. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All, the only thing I know about Little House on the Prairie is like how mean the actor that played the dad was. Oh, what was his? Was it? Why not? Was it Michael Landon? Michael Landon. Yes, it was Michael Landon. Yeah, and apparently he was really mean to those kids. That doesn't like shock not me. like. It, apparently, it was like he was really hard on them as little actors, and which is kind of crazy because it's like they're kids. Like you know, that give was them a break. probably before like any sort of, uh, like child labor laws. Yeah, probably so. so. <laughs> probably oh no, so. It's, it's in Mansfield, Missouri. Okay, but. Yeah, it's actually like kind of, kind of cool. I don't know how. It, it's one of those places that like we would, like go. It was like there, and then the Precious Moments Museum in really? Carthage, Missouri. There's a Precious Moments Museum. <gasps> it it's like yeah. Oh my gosh! It's like I saw this tweet. It says Precious Moments are like Funko Pops for old people. Literally. And um, it's like the whole museum, like there's a chapel and there would be like life size people or like they were, they were like my height, but they would be in the costumes dressed as like precious moments babies. Were were these actual people? Yeah. They would like like run around. They were like the mascots of precious moments. is terrifying. And then you go through like this little tunnel cave area Uh that has like different scenes depicted Mm -hmm. And then there was a giant gift store of, like, full of precious moments. Oh, my gosh. And it was, like, across the street from, like, a Long John Silver's A&W situation. Yeah. So we'd go to the Precious Moments Museum. <laughs> and then we'd go to A&W. Yeah. But that was, like, on our way. We would go through there to go to Kentucky to do child labor on a chicken farm. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and then we'd stop at Lambert's. Yeah. What's Lambert's? <gasps> I don't know what Lambert's is. Marty. We just need to take a tour of Missouri. Okay. We would go to the one in Sykeston, but Lambert's, I don't know how it, there's one in like Springfield and there's a couple of others, but I don't know how it did during the pandemic, but they would throw rolls at you. Really? Yeah. You, and like the line would be like wrapped around the building. Every location I've ever been to, the line was like, didn't matter time of day, line wrapped. What they would do a lot of the times would hire like high school softball and baseball players and you would just like stick your hand up and they would throw a roll at you from across this huge wow. dining room. And then they would come through like with your sides. It'd be like family mm-hmm. style. They'd come through with your sides, but you would order your entree. Mm-hmm. And it was like this huge gift. It was like if Cracker Barrel had like action sports. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It was. It that, was that makes me think of this place we went to in San Antonio called Dick's Last Resort. I love that place. And they were so mean. I like, wanted to oh my work god. there. Oh my god, I could totally see you I, working there. There's another place that's like that too, and I always see videos. People post videos of them and like talk about how mean they are, and like uh-huh. this is the worst. I don't know how this place hasn't like been. That's shut why you down. go there, and like that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You know that going in that they're going to be rude to you. Yeah, that's the whole I point. I actually don't think people read the premise of those types of. I don't think people read at all. I yeah. Any kind of instructions or any kind of detail like I'm convinced that most of the time people don't read them my favorite thing is to fall down like review wormholes Mm -hmm. and half the time they aren't even reviewing like the what they've (laughs) what they've written about is not related to the product yeah oh yeah at all or you can clearly see that they did not read the product description yeah or like it'll be like a cropped jacket and they're like this is too short I'm 5'10". (laughs) Do you not know what cropped means, babe? <laughs> yeah. 
it's always really, really stupid. Um, so back to Frank Phillips. <laughs> Uh, when Frank was one, his parents moved to a farm near Creston, Iowa, where he spent most of his early youth. This was where he learned the value of hard work. It said on the website, he, <laughs> I know, I thought that was, I thought that was I funny too. I love when too. wealthy people are like, the value of hard work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he learned the value of hard work, which is exactly what got him to where he was. Um, he earned his first wages digging potatoes for a neighboring farmer at 10 cents a day. <laughs> spit your drink out <laughs> oh my god i'd steal those potatoes <laughs> don't even pay me just let me have the potatoes yeah so as early as the age of 24 frank phillips showed his potential as a businessman and financier financier Financier, financier, I don't know. He made that up. Um, He was working as a barber at the time, and soon he, quote... That's why there's that barber stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. That checks out. He owned every barber shop in town, like, after about a minute. Yeah. So... But it was shortly after that when he became interested in financial matters. I'll bet if he's buying up all the barber shops in town. Um, In 1903, quote, while working as a bond salesman, that he heard about the new oil. It was that he heard about the new oil field, which had just been discovered at Bartlesville, Indian Territory. Moving to the new oil town, Frank Phillips went into business for himself using his savings to organize the Citizens Bank and Trust Company. (laughs) Man, it was a different time. Uh, after that, he started acquiring oil leases. His oil interest grew until in 1917, he and his brother L.E. Phillips incorporated Phillips Petroleum Company. Frank Phillips was president of the oil company for the first 21 years. He then suggested K.S. Adams be elected president in 1938, and Phillips went on to be chairman of the board of directors until 1940, 1949. When he asked to be relieved of all responsibilities of active management and request that he not be reelected as chairman of the board, they ended up creating an honorary title for him instead. So. I love when you like can make up your own, make up your own titles. Yeah. Yeah. And then just say, you know what? I'm bored. (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a dream. Right. Um, according to the website, Frank Phillips, known as Uncle Frank by employees and friends, which I saw on one of the displays that we saw today, it said Uncle Frank doing something. I can't remember what it was. Um, he contributed largest sums to the Boy Scouts of America and other youth programs. He also organized the Frank Phillips Foundation, Inc., which owns and operates Woolrock. Well, and I showed, well, we didn't go by it, but I showed you about the Wooler or the boy scout the first boy yes, scout trip yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah i yeah and i didn't i didn't know that whenever i was writing this outline so that kind of it's interesting and that boy scout mi- documentary mentioned nothing that's crazy that's crazy and that was very dark wasn't it yeah it was, it was a bit much a bit much yeah they went bankrupt just getting sued that's insane like that's that was basically the premise of it and they kept settling, and then the ones that went to trial, mm-hmm. like, screwed them big time. Wow! All because they they didn't want to they didn't want to listen to anybody essentially. Yeah, yeah. And weren't they kind of doing what the Catholic Church did for a while, just like moving just, them around? Yeah. yeah. I, that's exactly what I said when I watched that, and they're like, "Well, they just moved them to different troops." I was like, "That's very, very Catholic Church." Very Catholic you. Church. 
Yeah. This move, like, diocese. <laughs> yeah, whatever. exactly. Um, the proudest accomplishment Frank Phillips had was his admittance to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame in 1939, the French government decoration of Chevalier of the Legion of Honor in 1928, and the Silver Buffalo for Distinguished Service of Boyhood, the highest award presented by the Boy Scouts of America. In 1949, he was aw- uh, awarded the Distinguished Service Citation by the University of Oklahoma. In the early days of his career, he drilled many wells on Osage Indian lands as a tribute to his fair dealings and interest in their welfare. This was from this was a direct quote from the website. The Osage adopted Frank Phillips into the tribe and made him a chief. He was given the Indian name. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Oh, Hula Kaika. Okay. Okay. Um, Uncle Frank was the first man ever to attain this high honor. So, uh, Frank Phil- on. Oh, go ahead. Harrison, come here. <laughs> Does it say that he was the first man to be named that, or? Let, let me read it again, because it, it said he was the first man ever to attain this high honor. And they named him Hula Kaika. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Because well, her name was uh like Wakanda Wakanda Key or something like that. Jane's was it was a Wakanda something. Frank Phillips died on August 23rd, 1950. Mrs. Phillips, who Summer was just talking about, affectionately known as Aunt Jane, preceded him in death by over two years. About 18 months after their 50th wedding anniversary, Mr. Phillips will long be remembered for his great personal achievements and his unselfish interest in the welfare of people. And this was handed out at Frank's funeral with the following forward. The death of Frank Phillips is a great loss to all of us who knew him and worked with him. It means the loss of a warm personal friend. His life exemplifies the best American traditions. By his own initiative, initiative, he founded Phillips Petroleum Company and became a great leader in American industry. He had the gift of acquiring, the wisdom of giving. In his private life, he was known for his humanitarianism and his deep understanding and warm appreciation of people. Frank Phillips's life is an inspiration for all of us, written by K.S. Adams in August of 1950. So, yeah. So, that's a little bit of background on Frank Phillips. <laughs> I love that. It embo- what embodied the American tradition was just like weaseling your way into Indian business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and making a lot of money off of it. Yes. I mean, that checks out. Just, <laughs> just getting into Indian business and then just profiting, profiting like crazy. off of it like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like Summer said, uh, Woolrock is located in the Osage Hills of northeastern Oklahoma and it remains much the same as it was when it was built. Um, construction on Willowrock began in 1925, and Willowrock was to be the Wild West-inspired home of oil tycoon Frank Phillips and his family. Um, Phillips longed for the days of the Wild West, and that inspired much of what was built at Willowrock, and that's true. Like, it's, it looks very, like, it's dedicated to, like, Western 
Western cosplay. Yes. (laughs) Cowboy cosplay. (laughs) Cowboy cosplay, yes. In 1925, the construction started with what would become known as the Lodge. According to Wander Wisdom, over time, this simple one-room building would grow to house eight bedrooms, including a servant's room. I didn't realize it had eight bedrooms in there. Yeah, because there's that whole, there's a whole upstairs. Mm -hmm. Not just the poker area? Yeah. Okay. It, like, branches off. And then we we didn't go around back, but there's some that goes, like, further down in, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, cause it's kind of on that hill mm-hmm. and then there's that sunroom, um, behind like, okay. Yeah. I think there's rooms like, you know, where the stairs were. Yes. You go in there, there's okay. stairs mm-hmm. and then, or it, there's rooms in there and then you could keep going back, but I don't, Okay. nobody, unless you like work there can see what's like up upstairs, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's like two like little sunroom porch things. And then that, okay. I'm sure that dining area, what's a dining area now? I'm sure that was rooms and like the kitchen and mm-hmm. stuff too. Cause like the bunk house, I'm sure that had way more stuff than just like an open floor plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the name for Willowrock is unusual and you've probably never heard it before. That's because Frank Phillips came up with it, naming the location for the woods, lakes and rocks that surrounded it. Willowrock literally. The name was originally intended for the Lodge Ranch house, but it was so unique that it became the name for the entire Frank Phillips Ranch. And uh, what did you say about it when we were driving in? It's like the one time it's not cultural appropriation. It's when you're making it up. It's just a word combination. It's just a combination (laughs) of words. If you made it up, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, if he tried to say that it was like an old Indian word or something, like I think that would be good. But he's just like, "Hmm, no, I made it up. Let's make things up. Let's make things up. Yeah. I love the whimsy that comes with billions of dollars. Right. (laughs) I just, Yeah. A fun side note, Frank Phillips also used the name Willowrock for one of the two planes he sponsored in the Trans-Pacific Dole flight to Hawaii, winning the $25,000 first prize. According to Wander Wisdom, Frank Phillips was so proud of that feat that he brought the Travel Air monoplane back to the Willowrock Ranch. After its arrival, he had a one-room sandstone hangar built to display his pride and joy. All of the architecture at Willowrock continued to grow over the years while Frank Phillips was adding to his quote, collections of artwork and other Western memorabilia. The hangar that he built for his prized plane would go on to be the main part of the Willowrock Museum. In 1926, Frank Phillips bought, brought 90 buffalo from South Dakota to live on the ranch. His reason for bringing them was because he loved Western lore so much that he wanted the aesthetic to surround him. <laughs> He's an aesthetic queen. <laughs> Yes. Uh, many of the buffaloes still living on the grounds at Willowrock, like the one that walked out in front of us today. I know. I was like, hey, um, when we come up this hill, I need you to roll your window up. And I was like, I was clueless. I was yeah, like, she's what? like, why? I don't understand. And then there's just a there's just a bull standing in the road. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to roll your window up. Yeah. So I did real quick. <laughs> I was like, I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those buffalo that are there to this day are the descendants of the original buffalo from South Dakota, apparently. Um, also in 1926, this blew my mind. He hosted the first Cow Thieves and Outlaws <laughs> reunion at Clyde Lake, which is on the Willowrock grounds. Um, when I read that, I was like, when you hear about a reunion, you think <laughs> about like a company or a business or like an organization. And I'm like, 
is there that much organization among horse thieves and, you know, like cow thieves and stuff like that? I don't know. It just, it just struck me as really crazy. And, um, speaking of that, we actually saw the photograph (laughs) of that event and, uh, Buffalo Bill was there. Yeah. And, um, so it's. 3,700 acres. 3,700 acres. Okay, I would believe I that. I Googled it, and Google was like, um, you've visited this page three times since, oh my since gosh. yesterday. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That is, I don't like that. So in the museum, there are 97 animal heads, 107 sets of horns, many gifted from his famous guest, American Western art, many from Frank Phillips' private collection, internationally acclaimed collection of Colt pistols, and the Wool Rock Plain. So, kind of a little bit about what it's like. So, during the construction, to keep the rain, snow, and wind out, a brass door and glass windows were added to enclose the facility. Uncle Frank called it his airplane museum, as he couldn't receive the gifts that were placed there, as he continued to receive the gifts that were placed there. As the museum began to grow, a museum director was hired in 1938. The museum space was increased in 1976 with a two-level addition for special exhibits, and in 1985, the airplane room was added to display the Woolerock plane. Envisioning the Woolerock Museum as a symbol of his commitment to the community and the youth of America, Uncle Frank wrote this dedication in 1944, six years before his death. Um, those of us who have been more fortunate have a debt to society, which I believe can best be paid by training and educating the youth of the nation. I dedicate this museum to the boys and girls of today, the fathers and mothers of tomorrow. May they profit by a knowledge of man's past and be able to, and be enabled to plan and live a happier future. So, um, let's talk about what we saw today. So, so like you walk in it, first of all, it's just really cool. Like it's, like you drive forever to get from the road to the museum. Yeah, it's like two miles. Yeah, it's like a two mile driveway basically. Um, and and inside the museum there are ten rooms, right? Yeah, ten rooms, and they all house like different Western art, sculpture, um, artifacts, like all different kinds of stuff. And then there's some stuff in there that's like a little bit sketchy, like. Stuff that you would definitely not be able to acquire today or sell legally anywhere. Oh, yeah. Except, like, I don't know, maybe maybe somewhere. But, um, like, there is a display of shrunken heads. There mm-hmm. is, um, let's see, what else is there in there that's a little bit, like... Well, there was that chair that was, like, covered oh, in yeah. giraffe skin. There was a yeah. polar bear. There are some jaguars. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that's, like, there's some Inuit heads and different things a lot of elephants a lot of elephants um and the the largest elephant is in a room that has nothing to do with elephants Mm -hmm. and then there's uh i can't i want to say like there is some sort of helmet in there Mm -hmm. that is very like hun style like mongolian type um Mm -hmm. there's a cane made out of a spine Mm -hmm. that like i can't tell if it's a spine or a snake Mm -hmm. but there's there's quite a bit in there and then we learned from one of the boys that works Mm -hmm. there that they have a box of baby skulls that is not on display that is not on display but Yeah. yeah there's there's some stuff that they have that they just have and cannot the shrunken heads used to be in the very first room mm-hmm. and then i remember it was maybe like 
10 or so years ago, it became like super illegal to possess Mm -hmm. them. And then all of us, but they were like grandfathered in in some way. So they just all of a sudden went to the bottom floor. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, they're kind of like, they are kind of hidden away. They're in like, um, and it, the place is for having as much taxidermy as it does. It doesn't have a creepy vibe except for in a couple of places. And what did, uh, tell what that guy said today when we were talking about if it was haunted or not. (laughs) He was like, well, as much as we have going on, we're pretty ghost free. But that was after he told us that he has handled so many things from different, like, cultures and groups of people that he is inadvertently cursed by all of them. So he is in a roundabout way safe from everything. Yeah. The curses are all fighting with each other. Yeah. So he's like, I'm actually, he's like, well, we're actually pretty, like, we're pretty ghost free. And I'm like, no, I don't think you are. Yeah. I feel like uh, there is so much stuff in that museum that, like, with that questionable history, you know, it's kind of like, there's no way a building that has shrunken heads in it is not haunted. Well, yeah. Like, that's what it boils down to. Well, and there's some taxidermy in there that, like, there's some rooms that you're fine. You you feel nothing. And then there's other rooms you're just like, oh. Yeah. It's it's really heavy. One of them was the room that had the um, grizzly bear or the brown bear and the room that had all of the artifacts that kind of looked like they were a little more exotic and weren't on display individually and the shrunken heads and the Colt pistol collection. That room kind of had a weird vibe. And then well, the, and did you see the elephant skull? And then yes. Yeah. Down on the floor. Yeah. yeah they had a, there was an elephant skull and then there was a tusk. I didn't that, see the tusk. Yeah, because it, it's it's above, it's right okay. next to the heads. Okay, but there's a tusk that, like an ivory tusk. That oh has yes, stuff yes, carved yes, into yes. It. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a there's a lot of stuff in that room that it's like there is absolutely no way that something wasn't just brought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you would collect that many things from so many different cultures and not. End up with energy attached to one of them. Yeah, like, and as much as they try to portray it that, like, everybody was cool with him, I'm sure that there's there's some that just, like, weren't. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He just didn't end up like that guy on that island in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've had a discussion about that. Oh, my we? gosh, I can't remember, but. Christians not minding their business. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that part of the American tradition is just like getting involved in Indian business and then profiting wildly off of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's also worth noting that Frank Phillips and his wife entertained more than 200,000 guests, including presidents, actors and outlaws. Herbert Hoover, Wiley Post and Harry Truman were just some of the people that they entertained. And according to Will Rogers, it was the most unique place in this country. Today, Marnie learned that Wiley Post wore an eye patch. I did. And it took everything in me to not say in front of that docent. Like, I was, I almost blurted out, I didn't know that Wiley Post only had one eye. And I try, and then I was like, don't say that. Just, just say that you didn't know he wore an eye patch. And he was like, actually, yeah, he, he flew around the world with one eye. Yeah. And I was like, but he's, he, he 
died in a plane crash. Yeah, he did with Will, Will or with, not Will Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, with Will Rogers. Yeah. 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 Sorry, lots of famous people from your old days of your. But yeah, that was, I think, probably, what's your favorite part of it? There's some paintings that I I really enjoy. I, I don't know. I like walking around outside. There was some parts outside that she would not go with me. Mm-hmm. So she's like, my legs hurt. I'm not going down there. Yeah. It's a lot of climbing. I mean, if if the weather conditions are right and it's not Oklahoma, mm-hmm. like you can walk around there for hours. I mean, we got there at 11 and left at like 3. Yeah. And... There, there's hiking trails. There's, you can climb up on top of one of the buildings and see, get on this little like, uh, why is that word escaping me? Lookout. The little lookout. Like you can go up on the lookout and you can see like all around the property and it's really really cool, but it'll nearly kill you to get up there. Yeah, she's like my legs hurt. Yeah, I'm like oh my god, I'm so out of shape. Like the pandemic ruined me. But, um, but yeah, there's that. I really liked the lodge. I thought that yeah, I love was, the lodge. The lodge was really, really cool. I mean, all of it was super cool. And I like that when you first walk in, it's kind of that rotunda area yeah. with like the color changing light on the ceiling and mm-hmm. like the statues and stuff. And, um, I don't know, like it's a very nice museum. Like it's very well put together and well kept up with and like it's, it's really cool. And the paintings, there were a lot of paintings that were really, really really well done um i liked those i liked the gri- the brown bear i like that big the bear. really big one the really big one that's like well, standing and up in comparison to the other bears in the room it's kind of almost like what was the environment that this bear lived in for it to get that big because there's other bears in the room and they are mm-hmm. not they're not even close there's to even that a size. bear laying down below that yeah. bear on its back yeah that's n- not even not like, even near as like close. i thought it was a grizzly bear or something like whatever the biggest kind of brown bear is is what i thought it was but it just said brown bear on there so i don't know and those are like the oklahoma kind yeah that's, that's crazy terrifying that is terrifying bears are scary and then the plane she's like oh it's just hanging there yeah and it is it is there's a I think it's an anaconda. That's what's on the wall. Yeah, there's an anaconda skin. And I looked at that and I was like, I was in my head. I was thinking, is that what I think it is? Like, geez. Oh, anacondas freak me out. Yeah. Not that I run into a lot of them around here, but they still freak me out. It's it was just a skin. Like it wasn't like a stuffed snake. They and they do have they did have a rattlesnake like Mm -hmm. right when you walked in. But that's. It's gone for some reason, but it, there's a lot of taxidermy there that's kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And for somebody like me who's been there a million times, I can look at a wall and be like, mm, that's different. That's different. But if you've never been there, you're like, oh, that's so cool. And yeah. Like, yeah. They move stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they move stuff. And they I went last month and there's still there's stuff that's been moved around. And there are a series of sculptures called the Pioneer Women, and you can absolutely tell which ones were carved by women and which ones were carved by men, because each of them was done by a different artist. And Summer said that to me, and I was like, can you really? And I looked at one of them, and... Tits. Yeah. Like, tits. on like, all the ones... Like, carved. fake silicone-looking titties. Yeah. Or they're hanging out. Yeah. Or they're wearing a Pioneer Woman dress that comes down in a V-neck. 
to reveal the tops of their breasts. And I'm like, I don't think it looked like and that. They're, and they, they, they look like they just left a wet t-shirt contest. Yes. Like, like they're holding they're, their children. They're holding their children. Their dress is clinging to them obscenely. Like it's just, it's very obvious which of these sculptures were made with the male gaze in mind. Yeah. And then the ones done by women, like dress is buttoned, like the, and they look they angry flow. like a woman they, should yeah. if she's trying to survive out yeah. being a pioneer woman. Well, what was that one called? It was just sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. 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 Sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah. And, and she looks sturdy. An old man called me that once. He really? was like, you're sturdy. Oh, my God. And I was like, are you? I don't know if that's a compliment. You're body shaming me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. For real. That reminds me of you saying that uh, those lawyers had told you you have divorce attorney energy. <laughs> it's like well i mean i guess yeah hey nothing wrong with that i know right i would accept that that sounds like a compliment to me did i show you oh yeah my favorite painting the yeah the donner party yeah there's a donner party painting in there and they they try to they try to but it's coincidentally like this it was painted like 50 or so years after Mm -hmm. everything happened with the donner party Mm -hmm. so it's like, just call a spade a spade. Yeah. That's the Donner Party. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Donner Party. Like, it's a thousand percent the Donner Party. Yeah, it is. They just, yeah. I don't think they want to be associated with the weirdness of that. But, but yeah, it was the Donner Party for sure. Which I, it, cause every, every, every kid, well, I'm learning not every kid. I think it's just a girl thing mm-hmm. has like those three or four historical, like, obsessions yeah and mine was like the romanovs uh-huh. uh the donner party uh the wives of henry the eighth mm-hmm. and then the salem witch trials and then like there was there's another one that like comes in and out but the donner party essentially was just men refusing to ask for directions mm-hmm. that's it that's yeah. all it is it could have ended so differently it could have ended so differently so ask for directions yeah ask for directions you don't want to end up eating your family ask siri yeah they make it really easy today with those smartphones (laughs) but yeah so i think um if you don't have anything else i don't have anything else about uh wool rock yeah that's about it um it's really nice like in the fall and it's really nice at Christmas, they, and I think they do, like, Halloween stuff, mm-hmm. and they have, like, the mountain man camp, mm-hmm. where you can go out there and camp, mm-hmm. and just, I did, I don't know how, here's the thing, because you see people getting just destroyed at, like, Yellowstone all the time. Yeah. It doesn't happen around here. Mm-hmm. Like, because we've got Wooler Rock, and then we've got the Tallgrass Prairie, like, just literally up the street from here. Mm-hmm. You don't, like, people aren't just messing with Buffalo. Yeah. So, But apparently people go to Yellowstone to do that. People go to Yellowstone and just... <laughs> yeah. They... Uh, just act like fools. Well, and maybe these Buffalo are more domesticated mm-hmm. because it's a smaller... Maybe smaller since area. they've always... They they were born there. Yeah. But I just... But I, still... You you would think someone would be dumb. I think people are especially dumb in those huge national parks. Because they don't think they're going to get caught. Yeah. Or they don't think that they pose that great of a danger. Like, they're like, it's fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. And then they get 
gourd. <laughs> yeah. I just, because I mean, I've lived around here almost my whole life. I've gone there my whole life and you just don't hear of anybody. We did see that family, like all those kids hanging out of that van. Oh my God. I was like, something's going to get them. I know. And then they pulled over right before we got to those Buffalo. I'm like, mm, okay. That's good. That's yeah. good. That was a good call. It's just like, dang. Yeah, like, for real. It literally says, like, stay in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. It does. It says wild animals don't approach. Like, <laughs> stay in your vehicle. Like, it's pretty clear. I'd be more afraid of the ostrich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ostriches are scary. Have you ever seen on TikTok the useless farm? <gasps> I love her. And the emu. Karen. Yeah, oh, my God. Who is, Ka- like. I love Karen. Oh, my God. Like, always. And she grabs her by the throat. She grabs her by the throat. And, like, it's the most. It's the craziest thing. I love it. It's just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another one. They have three horses. I cannot remember their names. But, like, one of the horses' names is Chicken Nugget. But that sounds so familiar. But she's always yelling because it's always climbing on like trailers and stuff. Yeah. And it's like she's the the horse's middle name is Elizabeth. Uh-huh. So it's Chicken Elizabeth Nugget. Chicken Elizabeth. <laughs> and then they have they have another horse. That's hilarious. I can't remember if it's like or I don't I can't remember if it's a horse or a mule. That's but hilarious. It's always cl- trying to go swimming in the trough. Yeah. And all the comments are like, why don't you just buy it a swimming pole? Uh-huh. And she's like hello do you know how much like equine species cost just yeah. to just exist yeah and you think i'm just gonna like buy this horse a swimming pool absolutely not yeah oh my god that's funny yeah that's hilarious I just... oh my god is that an anaconda eating someone yeah but i don't think it's real that yeah that's too good of a picture for that somebody like, to take while someone's getting eaten. Oh, it's survival skills, primitive skills, catch big python by hand, giant anaconda versus girls. <laughs> that sounds like something else. Yeah, it does. Oh. She's just going to go out there and... She's just going to go out there. And, like, get an anaconda mad at her and... They're really, like, messing with this thing. Oh my oh. god, they are. They really are. Why are they doing that? I, uh, let's go to the comments. Dang it, they're in other languages. Oh man. I don't read Russian. That is Mandarin. <sighs> Dang it. She's just really... Why? Unless you're going to eat it, what's the problem? Like now I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for the snake and I hope it gets them. The snake is not even as close to as big as it was in the thumbnail. No. We got clickbaited. We did. Yeah. So go see the anaconda at Woolerock instead. <laughs> like, it's much better. Don't waste your time on YouTube. The anaconda at the Oklahoma City Zoo. Yeah. So, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I am some some faux show on everything. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. Gmail. Yep. Um, you guys know where to find me, the Erie Okies Facebook group on, uh, you just search on Facebook for Erie Okies plural and it should pop up. Um, Erie Okie on Facebook and Instagram and Erie Okie podcast at gmail.com or Marnie at Erie Um, thank you so much for treating me to a day out at Willowrock. That was very much fun. That was We awesome. didn't have any animals escape no. today. Oh my God. 
that would have made it more. I just need to come back. Yeah. Like, I'll have to come back. Well, at least it was a fox that escaped that one time and not, like... Oh, yeah. Like a <laughs> lion. You're like, oh, you mean the fox that's in the bear enclosure? And she's like, yeah, but the bear didn't get out. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we saw that fox. We sure did. Um, <laughs> it was like a foot from us. Yeah. We was, couldn't go in the Oklahoma the, section like, we the were fox at the got zoo, out. We were at the zoo, and we're just walking along the path, and all of a sudden, this little fox comes out of the bushes and looks at us and then runs off. And then this zookeeper comes like running around the corner and is like, have you seen a fox? <laughs> we're like, oh, oh, shit. That was a fox that like belongs to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, they're not supposed to be here. And then and I, th- I think his name was Zink. Yeah. Because he made the news. Yeah. And then it clicked with me. I was like, I think that's the fox that's in the bear enclosure. Yeah. And she was like, it's okay. It, the bear didn't get out. Just the fox. Yeah. So we're just trying to get. I was like oh my god <laughs> for real oh, oh my, my god. god oh my god that's my bit like i i never worry about that at like tulsa mm-hmm. but the oklahoma city zoo and even the kansas city zoo the way the enclosures are set mm-hmm. up they're so like almost like personable because mm-hmm. you know that backside of the tigers mm-hmm. that you can't tell that there's a fence there yeah that part gets me i, I know it's there mm-hmm but those tigers hang out right there. Yeah, they're like, you could, if you stepped over that, like, roped part, you could reach out and put your hand, like... And touch a tiger. Yes. Yeah. That part terrifies me because... Kind of freaky. Yeah, because, yes, they're they're used to it, mm-hmm. but what if they just don't want to be? Yeah. Like, they're still wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that part, that part gets me every time. I'm like, oh. Yeah, for real. All right. So thank you, Summer, for being here. And thank you guys so much again for making the launch of the second Blair Graves novel, The Holloway Hoax, a success. If you want to support the podcast, one of the best ways you can do that is go grab a copy of that book, the first book, any of the books. Um, So go do that now. Uh, And thank you for all your support. And y'all stay spooky. Spooky.